In order to effect a timely halt to deteriorating conditions and to ensure the common good, a state of emergency is declared for these territories by decree of Lord Cutler Beckett, duly appointed representative of His Majesty the King. By decree, according to martial law, the following statutes are temporarily amended. Right to assembly, suspended. Right to habeas corpus, suspended. Right to legal counsel, suspended. Right to verdict by a jury of peers, suspended. By decree, all persons found guilty of piracy, or aiding a person convicted of piracy, or associating with a person convicted of piracy, shall be sentenced to hang by the neck until dead. Sovereignty itself, of course, is not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, sovereignty itself remains with the people by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to His Hardline. This is your place, this is your source to get the word of God learn true history of this nation. This is the place and the source where you get solutions on how to become a free people, to have the right to assemble. One nation under God, one community. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time and we will push him back on their side. Welcome to his hard line. It's time to get our nation back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, wherever you're at in the world. Glad to have you here. I am Jason, your co-host. So I'm just doing a uh, random live. Um, wasn't really expecting to do this because, like I said, if those of you who have been listening here and you've been tuning in, you obviously know that I, you know, that I've been kind of dealing with a barrage of attacks from last week Friday when I had Donna Brandenburg on, and then on Sunday, it's just been insane. I have no idea what the hell to make of it, but you know what? Um, decided, you know what? We're just going to do something random just to kind of test the waters here because I'm just kind of curious to see what's going on here. But um, you know such as life. But anyways, it is Thursday, September 29th, 2022. Glad to have you all here. And so, um, but anyways, what's going on in your end of the world? Do you got just as much chaos going on over in your end of the world as we do here stateside? You know, you got so much going on. We got the Nord Stream, you know, pipeline thing that's going on and just that whole debacle. You got... All the currencies around the world are like crashing. It's insane. Um, you know, here's the thing. Um, there's a guy that I listen to or that I, um, I, I subscribe to his emails. He does have a podcast. It's called The, uh, Pri uh, the Road to Ruta. You can find his website, roadtoruta.com. That's road to, T-O, and then R-O-O-T, like root, and then the letter A, RoadToRuta.com. His name is Bix Weir. He's a very, uh, very interesting individual, and he really follows the silver market. He follows a lot of what's going on, and he's got he's been studying the silver and the gold markets and the crypto markets for many, many, many years, especially silver, especially. So I subscribe to his um, to his email. Uh, blast that he does on a daily basis. And so the last two emails, this is what he says. Now, this is very interesting. It says, now this one I got today. So he says, alert, end game. Now, this is the subject line, end game for banks. 
get silver and cryptos in your own possession now or lose them. Now, we never knew, and this is in the body of the email, he says, we never knew what the actual events were going to be as the, quote, endgame for the global financial system, uh, which is now unfolding. But we knew it was coming. Now, we are all seeing the endgame unfold, and it's in all of the above scenario from natural disasters, because, you know, you got that hurricane that hit down there in Florida. Um, and wreaked so much havoc. I think if I heard correctly, they were saying that that was the fourth most powerful storm in Florida's history. I mean, just insane. It just decimated. And I think my mom was telling me, because she lives down there on the east side of the state, that Charlotte County, which is the county that I used to live in, um, excuse me, I stand correct, Sarasota County. I was just a mile or two above Charlotte County um, because I lived in Northport. But Charlotte County is without cell phones, they their cell phone towers went down. So we really need to keep Florida in our prayers. Everybody that lives there, vacation there, we need to keep everyone in our prayers there because, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, Hurricane Ian just wrecked, wreaked havoc in that state. Um, so anyway, but continuing on, it says the above scenario from natural disasters to imploding pension funds in the UK to the unlimited money printing in Europe to total and complete incompetence in the leaders of the USA. Toss in a natural disaster or two and you have the perfect storm for destroying the old and creating something new. Today, all the news is bad, but as we move forward, it will get worse and worse until everything breaks. Then we start fresh. Then, quote, we the people, end quote, get to choose which road to take. That's right. Now, in another email, which was yesterday, he says, behind the scenes, the financial world is on fire. Not only is a Cat 5 hurricane going to hit one of the most expensive real estate areas in the plan- on the planet, but the FX derivative market in the UK has imploded, forcing massive bailouts just to temporarily plug the holes to hold back the tsunami. Hurricane Ian with, you know, uh, will destroy the already struggling Florida insurance companies such that most of them will fail. This is a lesson in third-party risk and an insurance derivative mess. These two financial category five events are happening right now. This is it, my friends, the end game. And I couldn't agree with him more. There is so much going on right now. Everything is culminating at one time. And I was just reading on Telegram. Um, oh, where was it? Let's see if I can find it now. Hold on. Um, remember, I'm just going on the fly. This is just a his hardline check because I want to see if these bastards are going to try to attack the show again. So I figure, you know, if they're going to attack a show, might as well attack something. You know, we'll talk about something of substance. And if they're going to attack something, you know, might as well be something that was unplanned, unscripted. So what the heck, right? Um, let me see. I found something. I thought was interesting. I think it was by Bioclandestine. Let me see. Let me see. Where are you? There it is. Okay. So yeah, this is what Bioclandestine just posted just a little bit ago. He says, if the deep state, and I agree with his assessment, he says, if the deep state were in control, this would not be happening, especially given the timing. Now, the last thing the deep state wants two weeks before this election are more eyes on DNC crimes and more of their scandals in the spotlight. But it seems as if many of the deep state DNC skeletons are being reintroduced to the media cycle as we approach the midterms, like Ukraine, the Iran deal, Hunter's laptop, voter fraud, election interference, the economy, COVID-19 data, and the vaccine data. It all seems too coordinated. No? Clandestine. And I agree with him because now you couple that with, like I said, you couple that with, um, you know, the British pound pretty much is almost collapsed. I mean, they're experiencing like what we experienced like uh, in 08, you know, they're experiencing their, their collapse. Every currency around the world is, is falling. Um, I think if I recall correctly, I was listening to Glenn Beck earlier over there in China in the ghost cities that they have built over there. Uh, I think they're like demolishing like 24 or 25 skyscrapers. Now they look complete on the outside, but on the inside, they're not complete. Now why they're demolishing them, I don't know, but it's I find it very interesting that all these events are taking place. You know, like I said, you got the Nord Stream gas pipeline thing, right? 
all of a sudden gas is going up in the United States here. You know, gas, you know, the price of fuel has been continuously going up. In Michigan, it's like $4.29 um, a gallon. So that's that's pretty freaking amazing. I'm really happy to see that. Um, we're just, there's so much going on. And you got to wonder, it's like, what in the world is going on? Like, there's too much going on at one time for the deep state to have, you know, all of this in control. There's no way they have all of this in control. And then now I'm just reading, this was an X-22 report uh, that he forwarded. It was from Reuters. It was an exclusive from Reuters. It says, Europe, it braces for mobile network blackouts. And it says, Paris, Stockholm, Milan, September 29. Once unthinkable, mobile phones could go dark around Europe this winter if power cuts or energy uh, rationing knocks out parts of the mobile networks across the region. Russia's decision to halt gas supplies via Europe's uh, key supply route in the wake of the Ukraine conflict has increased the chances of power shortages. In France, the situation is made worse by several nuclear power plants shutting down for maintenance. Telecoms industry officials say that they fear severe winter will put Europe's telecom infrastructure to the test, forcing companies and governments to try to mitigate the impact. Currently, there are no, or excuse me, currently there are not enough backup systems in many European countries to handle widespread power cuts. Four telecoms executives said, raising the prospect of mobile phone outages. European Union countries, including France, Sweden, Germany, are trying to ensure communications can continue even if power cuts end up exhausting backup batteries installed on the thousands of cellular antennas spreading across the territory. Europe has nearly half a million telecom towers, and most of them have battery backups, but they only last around 30 minutes to run the mobile antennas. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the same here stateside. Um, <clears throat> and that's what's going on down in Florida. Like I said, in Charlotte County, power got knocked out for about 2 million people. And now, and now um, they have no cell phone coverage down there in Charlotte County. And so, yeah, there is just so much going on at one time that it makes your head spin but yeah you know there's so much going on like like bioclandestine said there's so much going on there's no way there's no way this was the uh this this is part you know that the, the, the deep state is in control of this and so anyway but uh yeah it's it's really it's really insane to say the least um you know so it's let's see here we're about almost 13 minutes into the show so far so good we haven't had any attacks i'm very i'm very surprised in fact let's see because the last time on sunday right before my computer crashed i was playing a joe biden clip and speaking of hurricanes let's listen to this idiot so he's talking about how everybody needs to get vaccinated in order to make life easier especially during hurricane season listen to this moron if you're in a state where hurricanes often strike like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Everything is more complicated <laughs> if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane or natural disaster hits. <laughs> Let me be clear. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now <laughs> you hear that hey, so guess what guys so in your own respective state if you're going to have a drought coming in california um go get your vaccine okay because that's going to make the drought easier um anybody in the midwest when winter rolls around and you get these uh snowstorms that come rolling through from canada you better you better go get your vaccine or you better go get your booster as, as, as Fauci says, go get your booster, okay? Because if you don't get your booster, you're going to die. Because <laughs> I'm Dr. Fauci. I mean, come on. Getting your vaccine is going to make life easier during hurricane season. Shut the hell up. Come on. I tell you, this is, uh, this is wackadoodle world that we're living in. Um, it really is. It's stupid. Oh, my gosh, is it stupid? Um. But anyways, here's something else. So like like I said, this is just a, a general chat. I had no agenda here. I wasn't even going to go live. 
I did my Bible podcast on the back end, did a like a recording. Um, and then I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I got nothing going on. Our assembly call uh, did not occur today because it's a wild card week. So there was no call today. So that was a bonus for me. I'm like, heck yeah. I got a three day weekend ahead of me. Um, I'm going to enjoy this. So I'm going to definitely try to have a Brandenburg block hour uh, show tomorrow. I got to call her tonight, make sure everything's solid for that. Hopefully nothing bad happens. But if nothing else, I will be on her BNN um, news network, her Brandenburg news network. Uh, video streaming at 9 a.m. tomorrow. I just got to shore up the details on that. But um, listen to this. So, <laughs> so I didn't. So, all right. So full disclosure, I've been, if any of you have been following me on uh, Telegram, I've been doing, I've been having a lot of fun making these stupid dad jokes. They're like witty one-liners. I don't even want to, I don't know if you can even call them witty, but they're definitely like one-liners, right? And I was like, man, I'm like, I need to start a TikTok. So finally, I finally jumped in all feet in and I made a stupid TikTok. And so I'm just, it's mainly just to do stupid dad jokes, right? And uh, <laughs> I got to tell you, TikTok, I, not to sound like Bobby Boucher's mother from the water boy, but man, TikTok is certainly made by the devil. You can get lost in TikTok world forever. You want to waste some time? Forget Facebook. Dude, TikTok will drain your time away. Oh, my God. I mean, just so much stupid crap. So I found this video about how the Titanic never really sank. Listen to this. It, and it makes sense. I've actually heard this story. So actually, parts of the story I've, I know to be true. But I've never heard this little detail. Check this out. What if I told you the Titanic never sank? What? So the owner of the boat, JP Morgan, actually had two boats. He had the Titanic and he had the Olympic. And the Olympic was a little bit older and a little bit more run down and it was also in some accidents. Okay. So the theory is that JP Morgan sank the boat on purpose because he knew he would get a lot of money. What? He did it for the insurance money, right? But why sink the newly built Titanic when you could scratch off the paint, swap the names, and sink the Olympic instead? He just painted the word Titanic over the Olympic? It gets worse. Guess who was on that boat? Who? I know there's a lot of people on the boat. All of JP Morgan's business competitors. What? And not one of them made it out. Oh my god. But guess who wasn't on the boat? Who? JP Morgan. Was he supposed to be? He canceled minutes before it left. Because he knew it was going to sink. And there was a guy named James Fenton, right, who survived and worked on the boat. And on his deathbed, his last words were, the Titanic never sank. It was the Olympic. Wait, what? And he said that if he said anything, something bad would happen to him. So what you're trying to say is the movie Titanic is actually called the Olympic. Exactly. <laughs> if I told you the Titanic never sank. Yeah, ain't that? If I told you the isn't that insane? That's insane. Like I, I've heard the whole thing about J.P. Morgan about how he canceled uh, his trip to going on there because he knew the ship would sink. Like it was a deliberate thing to take out his uh, business partner, or not business partners, but his business. Um, uh, what do you want to call it? His business um, uh, competitors, right? And it's just so interesting that he just canceled going on the ship just minutes before shove off, right? Like you don't just cancel going on the largest ship in the world, supposedly, minutes before show up. You just don't do that. And so, yeah, you got you to gotta ask yourself, what really happened to that thing? I mean, because really, unless we get ourselves in an actual um, submarine and we actually go down to the bottom of the Atlantic, there's really, honestly, there is no way we'll ever be able to be you know confirm it i mean not to sound like this kind of guy right but like even like the moon the moon landing like there's so much you know discussion and this conspiracy about that being faked and i don't know really what to believe anymore i mean i'm more of a you know moon landing skeptic but here's the bottom line Unless we actually have some good, solid proof and, and validation, there's really no way to validate any of this stuff. I mean, nowadays, especially with nowadays, you could take technology and they can make so much up, especially the way video games are. Video games are so lifelike now. It, it, it does, it's so hard to tell if it's a movie or if it's an actual game. It's so realistic. I mean, it is insane. Just insane. And yeah, I think uh, Angel Eyes was right. Uh, Pam and Jean, she was saying, you know, they, you know, they were all against the central banking system. Who's they? The, the three that went down with the Olympic slash Titanic or whatever went down. Because three of them didn't want to go with the Federal Reserve System. Well, we all know 
who lived and who died and who's behind all of this crap now. And it's, you know, it, 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 my God, I tell you, Lord help us all. Um, you know, and here's something else that I, I found this earlier. Somebody actually forwarded this to me. Now I was going to save this for a different show, but I think I'm going to play it now. Now it's a little lengthy. It's not too long. It's like maybe eight minutes, but this, this was okay. This was recorded 10 years ago. Now, listen very closely. And remember, this was recorded 10 years ago. I watched the video and you could definitely tell it was recorded 10 years ago because whatever video technology they had, you know, if you were making your own recording, you can definitely tell the quality. And it wasn't, it's definitely not a filter. You could tell that it is uh, an original, you know, whatever. But listen to this. This is kind of interesting and, and eerie too. Listen. Hello. My name is Montague William III. And what I will tell you may well sound absurd, but the less who believe it, the better for me. For you see, I'm in banking and a big industry. For many a year, we have controlled your lives while you all just struggle and suffer in strife. We created the things that you don't really need, your, your sports cars and fashions and plasma TVs. I remember it clearly how all this began. Family secrets from father to son. Inherited knowledge that gives me the edge while you peasant people lie sleeping at night in your beds. We control the money that controls your lives. Whilst you worship false idols and wouldn't think twice about selling your souls for a place in the sun. These things that won't matter when your time is done. But as long as they're there to control the masses, I just sit back and consider my assets, safe in the knowledge that I have it all, while you common people are losing your jobs. You see, I just hold you in utter contempt. But the smile on my face, well, it makes me exempt, for I have the weapon of global TV which gives us connection and invites empathy. You would really believe that we look out for you, while we bankers and brokers are only a few. But if you saw that, you'd take back the power. Hence, daily terrors to make you all cower, the panics, the crashes, the wars, and the illness that keep you from finding your spiritual wholeness. We rig the game, and we buy out both sides to keep you enslaved in your pitiful lives. So, go out and work as your body clock fades. And when it's all over, a few years from the grave, you'll look back on all this, and just then you'll see that your life was nothing, a mere fantasy. There are very few things that we don't now control. To have lawyers and police force was always a goal, doing our bidding while you march on the street. But they never realize that they're only just sheep. For real power resides in the hands of a few. <laughs> you voted for parties. What more could you do? But what you don't know is they're one and the same. Old Gordon has passed good old David the reins, and you'll follow the leader who was put there by you. But your blood, it runs red, while our blood runs blue. But you simply don't see it's all part of the game. Another distraction, like money and fame. Get ready for wars in the name of the free, vaccinations for illness that will never be, the assault on your children's impressionable minds and a microchipped world. You'll put up no fight. Information suppression will keep you in tone. Depopulation of peasants was always our goal. But eugenics was not what we hoped it would be. Oh, yes. 
It was us that funded Nazis. But as long as we own all the media too, what's really happening does not concern you. So just go on watching your plasma TV and the world will be run by the ones you can't see. Wow, ain't that nuts? Now tell me, is that not true or what? Now I know that was a little bit long-winded, but I'm going to save that clip for another show because what he says, now remember, he did this um, recording, whoever this freaking banker is, he did this recording like 10 years ago. And you notice how he said vaccines that will cure, you know, that will cure basically nothing and microchipped world. I mean, he, I mean, he, what he explained 10 years ago is everything we're seeing now. I mean, it's insane. So I'm going to bring on somebody, actually. I've been emailing him back and forth. I have never talked to him on the phone. He's been a, a, an avid listener of the show. He goes by the name of Raccoon6. I'm not going to say his last name, but his first name is um, Ronald. Uh, wait, uh, let me see. Let me make sure. I think it's Ronald. I want to make sure. Um, right, Ron, uh, Raccoon6? I'm trying to make sure. I was looking at my email here. Yeah, Ronald. Okay, I'm not going to say your last name just because everybody's got different, um, you know, levels of, uh, you know, wanting to be anonymous. So let me bring him on because he he seems to be a wealth of information. And and like I said, I never screened him. So this is going to be kind of exciting. It's going to be fun. It's a surprise. Like I said, it's a his hardline chat, completely unscripted, no notes, no plans, no agenda. I just wanted to see if these, you know, excuse my language, but these assholes were going to try to mess with me again. So let me see. Invite as speaker. Let's see if it'll do it. Um, let's see. Okay. I sent the invite to you, uh, Ron. Let's see. Okay. Can you hear me? All right. Yeah, I can hear you. Hey, hey, welcome to the show, Ron. How you doing? Thanks for letting me on. Hey, yeah. uh, I'm doing pretty good. So above ground breathing air. Absolutely. We're vertical, right? <laughs> <laughs> so would you only, think only of, at night you know? right yeah only at night so would you think of that clip that i just played of that you know that banking cabalist i mean was he not on point or what oh yeah he was on point that they've been saying it for centuries literally centuries because uh uh was a myron rothschild who started the banking industry sent his sons mm -hmm. to the vatican area to rome and to england to establish the bank in in london he said i don't care who who controls the government if i control the money i control the government right and that's exactly. what they've been doing ever since i mean we're 31 trillion dollars in the hole plus and nobody seems to care you know it's like well i'll just Go ahead and do what I want to do within the law, you know, and and I'll just live with it. And it's like you don't realize that you protest for slavery, but yet you're a slave, but you're not protesting for yourself being a slave. Absolutely. You know I mean? No. Political system is screwed up really bad. It's gonna we're gonna have to purge the entire system drop both the Republican and Democratic Party and all the other parties and go back to the constitutionality that was set forth by the forefathers. Yep. That's the only yep, way we that, can do it. And that's what Donna Brandenburg keeps advocating for. You know, uh, just every, everything needs to completely blow up. We need to get back to self-governance, back to we the people. You know, it's one of the biggest reasons why we have the Assembly of States with the National Assembly. And that's growing like, you know, crazy i mean I've, I've just got an email from someone out in new jersey which is someplace i used to live at actually which is pretty cool you know i mean I, i've never been you know listen jersey say what you want about jersey i mean i'll even say i mean jersey they it was always a long-standing joke in my family that you know jersey was the uh armpit of the nation but we got somebody out in jersey that wants to start an assembly out there you know so um, but uh but uh, yes, yeah, so um, but yeah, we're you know we're getting our assembly of states, and we're going to get back to we the people again, without a doubt. So tell me, so tell me something, Ron. So like I said, we never we never met, we never talked before. I figured, you know what, I wanted to you know have you on because you seem like an interesting individual. You always have good commentary on the chat board. So like, um, introduce us to you a little bit. Like, what's your background, if you don't mind me asking? Well, I joined the military after I got out of high school. And I was already uh, 
fully blown into uh, being a conspiracy theorist back then, you know, <laughs> and I went into the military and I served 22 years and got out. I've been retired since 97. Thank you for and, your service. Uh, well, thanks for paying your taxes. It made it worthwhile. <laughs> <laughs> right. That, that, that's when the dice started. You know, if you hear that, somebody copies it from me because I have guys that I want to use as a, use it all you want. I don't care. <laughs> I tell that to people and get them to laughing and stuff. And, but they really don't realize that they're, they're being screwed while they're paying their taxes. You know, yes, they are. We need things. We need things in our in our infrastructure, but we don't need the dirty dealing in our infrastructure that costs us millions over budget. Yep. You know, I mean, I know companies who were small. I when I got out, I became a, a contractor. I became a, a building contractor, and I was um, I was small time. I didn't want to give the government any more money than I had to, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I watched a lot of these companies that I dealt with for supplies or somebody who was building a road in. Well, some of those companies now were bought off by a larger companies and now they're, they're giant companies and they're doing strictly nothing but state or local road systems. Uh, you know, and, and that shows you right there that the dirty dealing, these companies have, bosses that are in corporations i mean i'm talking about one specifically called knife river it's a construction company for for uh, uh roads and 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 uh putting in foundations for mega structures and stuff like a shopping center and paving yeah. the day going parking lots and stuff you know they're giants now and they bought out a few other companies and took over their operations and and that's all you see now over here but that kind of woke me up a little bit of how it works. And I was actually to the point of being forced out of my business because I wouldn't join a certain society and work got harder to get. And of course, the more I worked, the worse my injuries were getting because my prior service, my military injuries and finally had to retire from all of it. So now I, I devote my time to researching and trying to teach people, whether it's online. And I, I get on Podbeam. I'm on a lot of channels on Podbeam. And, and uh, you'll see me somewhere in there doing a, a show like I, I did one last night for Kilded Christian. Been on his oh, Kilded. Yeah, times. Duncan. Yeah. 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 Duncan. No, I love that I, guy. I was show. on his last night. Yeah. And I've talked to other people shows and some of them are entertainment shows they talk about a world of everything but they never hit any hard subjects so i get on there and basically i kind of drive them to that level to say hey you know we need to talk about this and sometimes i you know i get basically shut down and say oh well okay we have to go to another topic now so uh we're gonna let you go (laughs) but well see and i don't i don't understand why they do that well, a lot of them, I think they're, you know, a lot of people on Podbeam, I'm not going to say everybody, but a lot of people on Podbeam that are sitting at the top have backers. Yep. Who tell them what their threshold of pain is going to be before they do it. And I've seen some of them that have been taken off of Podbeam and, and a few of them I have contact with. And I ask, what happens? Well, they shut me down because of my content. I said, why do you mean content? <laughs> talking about everyday things here. Well, we hit a nerve and they shut me down. And now I got to be off for, well, one guy, he was permanently banned off of uh, Podbeam for something that happened on his show. And we basically struck a nerve with the people in control. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily the person who runs the corporation. It's one of his minions that sit there and listen to shows all night and, you know, X's people off. Oh, but, yeah. You know, yeah. I had that a lot on YouTube. I can't, I can't have a show on, on rumble or YouTube 
uh, Facebook banned me years ago. Twitter got rid of me. BitChute got rid of me. Man, you're exiled from the <laughs> internet. Because I was hitting the nerves. Well, yeah. Man, <laughs> about everything on the internet, but Rumble right now, or uh, Podbeam right now. And, you know, and uh, uh, it, it gets crazy because when you t- touch those nerves that these people don't want out, you know, it, it throws things into turmoil and they scream at the day on people who are making the, the channel show. And then they turn around and tell me I got to stop on this topic or I've got to calm it down a little bit because somebody got mad. And I've been banned off of channels too, just because of stuff like that. But we're the United States of the offended. I mean, just yep. think back for a little bit. They used to hang horse thieves. We have horse thieves running around the entire United States and the world right now, and nobody's doing anything to them. Mm-hmm. Those horse thieves are called carjackers. Because horse thieves used to steal somebody's mode of transportation. Well, they dealt with it. You know, if they got away, okay. If they didn't get away, well, everybody gathered around for public execution. And that through fear in the people saying, if you keep breaking the law, you're going to end up like this guy. You know, we've we done all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I had a, my, my great grandfather ran with the James Younger gang and got caught in Minnesota robbing the Burlington Northerns, served five years of territorial penitentiary. Oh, wow. What happened to him? He got out, they give him a horse, a six gun, a rifle, three days worth of food and told him to get out of Minnesota. So he goes to Chicago and becomes a coal shoveler on a locomotive. And after 40 years working for the Burlington Northern, he retires as a master conductor. He used to rob that train. Nobody stopped him. Hmm. A lot of people we have in jail, they, they screwed up. They did something wrong. Or as politician says, yeah, if you go to, to uh, uh, selling marijuana or if you get caught with X amount of marijuana in your pocket, you're going to jail for maximum of, say, 20 years. But if you're doing something that they approve of, like selling crack or something, you, you're out the next day, if not sooner. Yep. You know, I mean, you can do a, a robbery but you also have to think that some people think a robbery is just taking things blatantly and hurting people. But you can go into your neighbor's house or into your neighbor's front yard. You can pick up a trash bag just floating through the yard. And you don't want it in your yard, so you pick it up. Yep. That neighbor, if they're on their bad side that day, they can call the cops on you and have you ticketed or arrested for stealing oh wow okay i'm serious it's a heart attack because some karen gets upset and wants to go and call the cops because they don't like you anyway because you don't believe what they believe you know they're in the devil you're in the god they don't like you because your belief doesn't jive with their agenda that they want to throw on the kids you know and it gets really nasty but you have to also understand the fact that when it's all said and done, and I say this on all my podcasts or all the podcasts I'm on, not my podcast, everybody in today has to suffer. But how you prepare is how you're going to suffer. If yes. you're preparing for the inevitable, fine. Some people say, well, I ain't going to prepare because God will take me out. And I throw them back to an old joke that I heard my dad say one time. The guy got caught in bad weather. His yard was getting flooded. A boat comes up and says, hey, come on, get on. The, the weather's getting worse. The guy said, don't, don't worry. God will protect me. Mm-hmm. And a few hours later, the guy is sitting up on his roof and another boat comes by and says, hey, come on, get down in, in the boat. Get you out of here. He says, no, no, God will protect me. <laughs> and pretty soon... He's up to his neck, standing on the cap of the roof, and he's getting ready to drown, and he drowns. He dies. He gets to the pearly gates. 
and he talks to God and he says, God, I waited for you. What happened? He said, I don't know what your problem was. I sent you three <laughs> people to help you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's just it. You know, and, and, and that's just it. You know, people, and this is one thing I'm always a big advocate on. I always tell people, look, you know, not, not only do we got to, you know, hand over 100% trust of our lives over to God, but we also have to participate in our own rescue. Re God will send exactly. us rescue, right? Yeah. He will send you rescue upon rescue upon rescue and, and opportunities to, um, to that will benefit you. And in, in, in this case to keep you alive, but if you don't participate and you just think God is just going to just steer you around like a toddler in a stroller. Um, yeah, you're going to probably drown. <laughs> no, I, I heard Billy Graham say at one time when I was in Denver, Colorado, I was working at the Simmons army medical center. And my wife said, let's go to Billy Graham. And he was at the Denver uh, Stadium, the Broncos Stadium. And he said it eloquently, God helps those who help themselves. Yep. But you have to distinguish between right and wrong when you're doing that. Because, well, you know, I, I just sold this million dollars. God let me do it. No, God give you a choice to do the right thing or the wrong thing. So you stuff it in your pocket and the greed comes out. Mm. Okay, you didn't find who lost it. Maybe they needed it more than you did. But you, in your everyday life, you decided you were going to take it and spend it all. Mm -hmm. You know, God don't like that crap because no. that was somebody's, regardless, it was somebody's. And if you don't put out an effort to correct it by, you know, if you find a dollar in a store that somebody dropped right there in front of you as a checkout line, how many people are going to step on that dollar and slide it back to themselves instead of saying, Hey man, you dropped a buck. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we have lost our moral compass. You know, I mean, it's, it's funny. You bring that little scenario up. I remember when I was a kid, uh, I'll never forget this. I had a little Mickey mouse, uh, wallet. It was a kid, you know, Velcro wallet had $10 in it and I lost it. And, <laughs> I was devastated. I'll never forget that. I was like maybe five or six. And a few weeks later, an interesting scenario happened. I found another kid's wallet. It was a kid wallet. You could clearly see plain as day. It was another kid yeah. wallet. And I'll never forget where I found it. It was, uh, I don't know how it ended up there, but it was in the, uh, tur with all the turkeys. Cause it was right around Thanksgiving time. So it was like t somewhere on top of the turkeys. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, look, ma, and she goes, oh, okay, so what are you going to do with that? I'm like, well, I'm going to keep it. She goes, no. She goes, you remember what you lost a few weeks ago? I said, yeah. She goes, and how much money did you lose? I said, $10. She goes, do you think this whoever owns this wallet probably wants that back like you wanted your wallet back? I said, yeah. <laughs> she goes, well, then what are we going to do? And I said, we're going to turn it in. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. A lot of people have lost their true north, their moral compass. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, uh it, it's plain and evident. I mean, I tell people a lot of times, you know, I get in discussion with people on the side of the road, you know, or in a store, and I and I tell them, I say we as a people have lost everything so far because we complied with the demands of rulers. I said the United States isn't supposed to have rulers; it's supposed to have public servants. Mm -hmm. I said, they decide whether or not they want to raise your taxes or pass a law, even at the, even down at the city level in a small town. Somebody says, okay, from now on, you'll go to jail. If you spit on the sidewalk, it's like, what, you know, how much is this going to cost? You know, and <laughs> they do that because they don't like it. Well, they're not the ones who have to say so. It's the people who have to vote for that law and say, yes, let's do it or no, that's a bunch of junk. We don't need it. Waste of time. I mean, we have policemen right now, good policemen and bad policemen, good sheriffs and bad sheriffs and so on and so forth. Most of them don't really understand the law. And a lot of them violate our given law the constitution mm -hmm. they say you don't have a constitutional right and 
sometimes those guys end up taking the hit around because they lose their job, they lose a ton of money, or the city has to bail it out. But their reputations are ruined because they get a God a God complex because they got a gun and a badge to take over anybody and everybody they want to. And a lot of the circuit courts and federal judge courts, they violate the constitution constantly because they say, well, okay, you can take pictures on a sidewalk, but you can't take a picture of that building, that public building. You can't take a picture of because we're in fear that you might be a terrorist and you're going to plan to blow it up. I go, <laughs> come on people. Yeah. You know, that, that's going to take at least 50 guys to haul just the stuff in there to blow it up, let alone somebody <laughs> figuring out how to put it in there. You know I mean? We're talking long-term stuff here. But they pick on everybody because they like to throw fear in everything. And fear through chaos. Yep. And we see that time and time again. But the key part of it is on both sides, good and bad, they have to tell you what they're going to do because that's in the rules of the game set down by God. Yep. Isn't that yeah, the we're part of give you this? Yeah. It isn't is. Oh, I was just going to ask you because I heard that. Isn't that part of like the, uh, the Luciferian order or yeah, I think you said it right. It's, it's part of the rules of God. Like if you're going to do something and you're going to do it for evil, you, you have to put it out there. Hence why they got Hollywood and mainstream media yeah. and the news. Yep. Right. Yeah. And that's why we have the ability to think for ourselves. Of course, you know, that's kind of lacking right now for most people. We have the ability to take discernment and say, okay, or no, that that's terrible. I'm not doing that. You know, we have to look in our own moral compass and see which direction we want to go. But the majority of people right now, all they want to do is be better than the Joneses next door, or they want to have basically anything and everything and drive themselves into debt and then they blame everybody because nobody wants to buy the products that their company sells or mm-hmm. have them doing <clears throat> services because they can't afford it i mean you can't even afford a bank account anymore they, they charge you out the yin yang just to have a bank account it's like you don't own that money you put it in the bank a bank says okay we're closing our doors they lock the bank up. You don't get your money. It goes That's right. back into the system and you are left holding the bag. People That's need it. to research the outcomes that happened during the 1929 disaster. And it wasn't just that the stocks fell. When the Federal Reserve came into position and things were starting to climb out of World War II, the central banks got together and say, you know, we can't destroy that country unless we do something. And it caused a cascading effect. They said, okay, shut the stock market down. And they did. But it echoed around the world because other countries were involved in this since we were the the uh, um, country of gold and and everything we were the money pockets for all the other countries basically because we were buying their products yep and we were making our own products but to kill the day gone backbone of america you had to destroy the the stock market which caused the dollar to plummet you know people say well that'll never happen again but it wouldn't if people read history and read the correct history because if you know what the past history is and you got a good moral compass on you, you're not going to let it happen again. And right now the stock market is going to the tank. Inflation is going up and it's going to skyrocket. And people are going to say, well, I've got all my gold and silver sitting in the back room. Nobody can get it. Just think back to 1933 when Roosevelt signed in that you had to turn over your gold or go to prison. Yep. My grandmother lost her wedding ring because it was gold. Wow. Nothing was to be kept. Some people hit them. Some people, you know, basically stuffed it away. But they run the risk of going to prison. And then that would have destroyed their 
you know, if they had a business or whatever, would have destroyed them. You know, you're now you're 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 going from a meandering slave out in the cities to a captured slave in a six by nine cell. You know, I mean, even a lion wants to roar, but if they go and cage people or telling me you can't roar, you know, that lion doesn't get to roar the way he wants to roar. Yeah, people don't understand that we're we're a captured society right now. And one guy I talked to a while back had hit it perfectly. He's a he's a theologian. He's a he's a 29 years in the pastor. And he told me we're living in the in the dark ages. The United States is the whore of Babylon. Oh yeah. And absolutely. You, and when you look at it, we have the whore of Babylon sitting in a harbor up in New York saying bring us your tired and your weary so we can enslave them but they didn't write that part on there yep and the guy who wrote that who made that that statue he was from a secret society who also had built a statue of satan that looks identical without the robe as our statue of liberty yep no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's, it, it, you know, it's, it, it's funny what I've learned with regard to the Statue of Liberty, because, this, you know, it, I think Scott even said it on Bards FM, like, people are going to start having to come to the, the, the dark realization that we are, we, we are pretty much the hell of the world, because it, it's, and it's not so much the nation, the nation's a good nation, it's the, well, it's the yeah. little hellish minions that yep it's the it's the stupid little satanic minions in dc which i call it the devil's crap hole that that you know (laughs) try to run this 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 country into the ground and it's uh people people are going to come to a real i think earth shattering reality shattering uh uh event in their own life when when when, you know some of these sleepers start really waking up really i mean because my wife and i we talked about this not too long ago about you know, when we started waking up just a couple of years ago and we really started kind of doing our own research and digging in and then we almost kind of went through a grieving period because it's like, wow, everything we had ever been taught has been one giant ass lie. Wow. Like, and yeah. then you just, you get mad, you go through the, you know, you go through the stages of grief. Well, something, something I, I like to throw out there to people every now and then when I'm on the right show is just think back for a minute they have been hammering us with movies okay and not just to pick on the movies but think about it for a minute they made a little midget look like r2d2 okay <laughs> they made somebody look like chewbacca they made a star <laughs> look like he was from another planet with pointed ears and over the time it that has been progressed to a better state Okay, they they progress that system better and better to make it more realistic. How many of our politicians are wearing a skin mask and how many of them are wearing a plastic mask? Mm -hmm. If you don't know the if you don't know human features until somebody points out that that's not his chin, Mm -hmm. his nose is much bigger than that or his eyes are too close together. Here's an old picture of him from last year. I mean, we have, we have a, this is nightmare on Pennsylvania Avenue. That's another one. I, <laughs> I, I threw I like that, that out there on Facebook one night or I not like Facebook, that. but on YouTube on one of my friends, uh, channels. I said, we're living in, in nightmare in Pennsylvania Avenue and everybody is made up to be a, a, a Dago and Kruger. And <laughs> you, when you look at it, I mean, some of these politicians faces have changed back and forth back and forth back and forth or they're you know they don't make it obvious but if you watch the way somebody walks or you watch the way they use their hand gestures and you kind of key on that because i i I was basically since i was a kid to be an observer and I observe this stuff and I look at it and I, and I have people say, Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. I said, well, okay, let me show you. And I bring up pictures that are no more than two or three weeks old. And it's like, Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
and and you show them like if Joe Biden's eighty freaking years old, if he fell off that bicycle, he'd still be laying there today. Exactly. <laughs> you know that, no, that he... his legs were too good to be in his eighties. I mean, even Jack Wallane back in his heyday, and he died at an old old man. He still had a lot of flab on him because he was basically deteriorating, but he kept his, his, his lineup, you know, he, he kept working out and stuff. But as you get older, these things get more pronounced like sagging skin, you know, and, you know, take Nancy, nasty Piglosi. I mean, every now and then they, every now and then they, they show her chunking her daggone dentures out, you know, she's always <laughs> yeah. drunk. I mean, if we were drunk at our job, we'd be fired. Oh, she's drunk all the time. Oh yeah. This is, always... this is nothing but a giant show to get everybody to wake up. But like I yep. said, everybody has to suffer through it before it gets better. Some of these exactly. places that you've seen where they had, hundreds of thousands of containers out there stocked up and all of a sudden they're gone where they go. Mm -hmm. You know, California said, if your truck don't meet our mission standards, you can't haul them. One guy on YouTube, I seen him one night. He said, you know, with the amount of containers that they've been scattering around the area there, it would take three or four months to move them all. He goes, yeah. they're gone. He's where did they go? He said, people have to realize something's up. And, you know, people say, well, they got nuclear missiles in them. Well, you get a piece, the, the, the P-8 up over and fly over the coast of they go on uh, uh, California. It can fly all the way up in San Diego, all the way up to, to Vancouver. If there's yeah. something out there that's throwing off an emission, even a small emission of radiation of a certain type on a certain band, it'll pick it up. They can Absolutely. find a Dagon submarine at 3,500 feet below the surface. They can find a missile sitting in a Connex in a storage yard, no matter how many things are over top of it. You know, th yes. this stuff has been put <laughs> out there and it's strategically located for a resupply. That's a, that's a battle tactic. You don't just bring all your crap up and put it in the front lines. No, you stick it back in places that you can secure. Not in prying eyes either. I mean, some of this stuff yeah. could be in some old bunkers or some crap. Because we got tons of that crap around the United States. You've got old oh, military yeah. posts that have been closed down. They got buildings. They can slide them things in there because they're big enough. And they can park in, you know, as many buildings as they got. They can load them up with, with, with these these containers move them around with a large forklift and get them set and they're there and all they got to do is start pulling them out and load them back up and send them to their destination and people don't understand that i mean here where i'm at yeah we have a few things that aren't coming in from china right now but very few i can still find my favorite coffee i can still find my favorite soup i can still find my body wash. I can still find this. I can still, are, are they going, uh, in one of our stores, we have four aisles of sale food. And it's like, you go in there, you want to get you some corned beef hash. There's probably 500 cans stacked there for yeah. a cheap price. Cause they want to move it. But over yeah. on the East Coast, they may not even have corned beef hash for seven months to a year. You know, it's like, wow, send me some, you know. <laughs> but this is this is nothing but a large movie. Our gas price yep. go down, the gas price will go up, it'll go back down again, and it'll go back yep. up. My my utilities skyrocketed, but that's okay. You know, if they want to shut the lights off, I'm I'm prepared for that. I got heat. For my house, I, I bought a house because it had a fireplace in it. And yeah. my wife said, well, that won't heat the whole house. I said, that's because I kept some old wool blankets. We're throwing them over the doors and windows to keep the kitchen warm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people are going to have to hunker down when it gets to this precipice, which I feel will probably come around Christmas. 
Yeah, I think it's coming real, real soon. Um, some people even that I've talked to, like Donna in Brandenburg, who's running for governor in Michigan, you know, she keeps saying that she thinks it's going to come before the elections. Destry up in Alaska, he keeps thinking, you know, definitely before the election. So, I mean, it. we will see. It's going to be very, it's going to be a very, very interesting. But uh, Don't be surprised if they shut the election down. Oh, yeah. My wife and I, yeah. Trump we were said talking that about before. That. You know, Trump said that before. He said that the election can be called off in 120 days. We'll have an election because they'll have to round up the illicit people and yep. bring people in that want to do good because that's what this is all about this is a battle between good and evil yes, we've been living is. in evil for a long long time you yes, know for thousands of years but yep. hopefully this all comes around but people have to understand it's not on our time it's on god's time he's that's the one right. calling the shot you know, if we sit well, there and get impatient, just sit back down and suck your thumb because you want to <laughs> wait, you know? Absolutely. Well, I tell you what, Mr. Ron, I'm glad I had you on. I've already enjoyed the hell out of this conversation. This is a great conversation. I wish I didn't have to cut it short. Uh, Destry was just reminding me here <laughs> on the chat board that we have a, a, a National Assembly call so I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. jump off. I'm glad I'm glad the show didn't get sabotaged because I was curious. So we're an hour and in hour and one minute in, so that's kind of good news. So um, <laughs> I want to I want to have you back on. So I'll email you. I've, this is a good. This was already a good uh, conversation. Let's definitely keep bringing you back on and and uh, yeah, let's keep keep chatting as we get further and more developments start happening. What do you What do you think? Yeah, just give me a couple of days' notice so I can plan sure. it out. And if sure. you have a topic you want to specify on, you know, I'll send you an email and and let you know. But uh, you know, whatever. You know, I mean, it's not like I got anything to do right now. <laughs> well, I I, en I enjoyed the conversation. I always like having conversations. So, well, I appreciate you joining. You know, spur of the moment, Ron. I really do appreciate that. And uh, and yeah, I'll send you an email. Let's uh, let's do this again because this was I like having conversations like this. You know, because sometimes talking by yourself in a studio in a basement gets a little boring once in a while. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Yeah. So well, you have I yourself like to put a good out some night. information to get people. Yeah. I, I like to put Go information ahead. out to make people think about what I said. You know, yeah. I mean, you you can you can roll it over over and over in paper, but unless somebody's standing there telling it to you, then they say, "Well, you're not talking about the right things." And it's like, do your research. You find out it, the rabbit hole stopped where you stopped at, but it goes on and on and on. You know, exactly. topics are endless, but the information is just as endless, if not more. Absolutely. Well, all right, Mr. Ron, we will get you back on here again for sure. I got another buddy of mine I want to get on here too. He's got a ministry. He helps men that are addicted to porn. I've been wanting to kind of have him on and, and share what he does. But uh, I want to start doing this. I want to have some people on, some real men and women like you, right? That come on, you know, you seem to be a wealth of knowledge. You, you research a ton. So yeah, we're going to continue this conversation. So thank you so much, Ron, for coming on. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you letting me on. Absolutely. Well, you have a good night, and uh, we'll, we will talk again. Till next time. Till <laughs> next time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. And so, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, so, yeah, that was uh, that was Ron, also known as Raccoon 6. I do apologize. I do have to cut out of here. I'm glad this show did not get uh, – I'm glad this show did not get, uh, you know, screwed with. So I, I, it's a good sign. Um, so anyway, but we are going to head out. I got to jump on a conference call. And I hope you all have a very, very blessed night. Wherever you're at in the world, have a good night, good evening, good morning, wherever you're at. And remember, no fear, okay? No fear. And we are going to have Ron back on. I love that conversation. That was a great conversation. So until next time, we'll be back tomorrow, hopefully, with a Brandenburg Block Hour. Bye-bye. appointed representative of His Majesty the King. By decree, according to martial law, the following
following statutes are temporarily amended. Right to assembly. Suspended. Right to habeas corpus. Suspended. Right to legal counsel. Suspended. Right to verdict by a jury of peers. Suspended. By decree, all persons found guilty of piracy or aiding a person convicted of piracy or associating with a person convicted of piracy shall be sentenced to hang by the neck until dead. gentlemen that is all we have for the day thank you for joining us here at his heart line and remember as it states in joshua 1 9 i command you be strong and steadfast do not fear nor be dismayed for the lord your god is with you wherever you go we are warriors for christ ladies and gentlemen and that enemy has crossed that line for the last time and we will push the enemy back on their side it's time to get our nation back it's time to return to God. We need to repent of our sins. If we plan on moving forward as a nation under God, we need to ask for his forgiveness. And each and every day, remember, you need to ask and invite Jesus Christ in your heart each and every day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heartline, and please come back. Share this podcast far and wide, and don't forget to share the website, www.hishardline.com. We'll see you next time.